0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It is the Twins Hot Stove Show. Pleased to have you with us here. It's our second show of 2019. We've kind of turned the corner and we can see uh, in the oncoming lane Twins Winter Caravan. We can see Twins Fest coming. We've got tickets on sale. We've got the announcement of when Joe's number is going to be retired, uh, and just around the corner, you can almost smell spring training in the air. We're pleased to have you with us, whether you're joining us via Facebook Live across our fine network here in the Upper Midwest, or, of course, if you're podcasting us, and you can do that wherever you find your Twins podcast. We are pleased to be joined here tonight by Rocco Baldelli. Rocco Baldelli, the manager of the Minnesota Twins, kicking off another episode of the Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. And Rocco, first and foremost, Happy New Year. And let's just start there with, with the holidays. Uh, I hear Baldelli, and as a guy with Italian family of my own, I'm imagining a Christmas that has groaning tables and lots of relatives and lots of noise and, and food as far as the eye can see. Is that what a Baldelli family Christmas looks like?
0: You know what? That's, that's just about it. That's uh, what <laughs> we do. We, we relax and enjoy each other, and uh, we eat all day long. And uh, my mother, she loves to cook. She's a great cook, and uh, she takes a lot of uh, pride in her, in her you know holiday uh, holiday meals, and spends the day in the kitchen. We all hang out. It's it's great.
1: Is there any sort of like unique tradition dating back to when when you and your siblings were little that that you always lean on come Christmas time?
0: Well, I mean, it's it, you already nailed it. It's basically we sit around the table, and then you know you basically eat so much that you just kind of. You kind of just roll over and vegetate for a little while. But it's a a great day in that you get to relax and just enjoy your family, and and that's really what it's all about.
1: Rocco Baldelli joining us on the Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. And you're a guy, Rocco, who certainly earned the right to relax for a couple of days because it's been a whirlwind uh, since you signed on as the manager of the Minnesota Twins. And I know even right before the holiday coming out of winter meetings, you did a bunch of traveling to go out and meet some of your players. How did those trips go, and uh, and and was that time for you, and you're such a great communicator, was that time for you to visit a Byron or Miguel Sano, uh, was that a high-quality time, and how much did you enjoy the opportunity to do that?
0: Yeah, I, I think the trips went really well, and really I think the, the Byron and, and Miguel, um, I think they both uh, – one, I think they just appreciated the time and, and being able to sit down face to face and talk about a, a whole range of things. But I, I think a lot of the, a lot of the time, it's sometimes it's not even necessarily you know exactly what you're talking about. It's that it's it's that you know each of us you know make the effort to to get together and, and spend that time with each other. And, and that way, when we when we get together in spring training or we see each other in Minnesota for Twins Fest or the Caravans. You know, sometimes it's good for those um, those meetings or interactions not to be the first time that you're hanging out with someone. Um, but overall, they, they were great, and, uh, and, and I'm very, very happy that we were able to do it.
1: You know, baseball is such a beautiful game in that your clubhouse at any given moment has 25 players and a whole staff, and every single one of them can come from a completely different background. Uh, is it kind of cool to be able to see them on their home turf as it were. And when you look back at your career, is that something that you're like, yeah, that would have been a a part of me that I would have liked to shared with either with coaches or, or managers or or teammates.
0: Yeah. That's something that a lot of guys don't get an opportunity to share. And you spend so much time uh, with people over the course of the season and, and, you know, all sports are, are like this, but baseball's pretty unique. I mean, we show up every day for whatever it is, eight, eight and a half months. and, you know, we spend every day with each other. We play a game almost every day with each other, and you you grow together, and you have these great relationships. And and truthfully, you spend so much time with each other. Normally, when you go home in the off season to to your to your home and to your family, you know you don't necessarily see people very much in the off season, and people don't get a chance to see where you're from. So I think it's I think that's a pretty special part of of what we were able to do this off season, and, and, and I think it's pretty cool, and I bet it's something that a lot of guys would love to share um, with the people that they're with and their teammates and their staff.
1: Now, you've had a chance to see those guys. Are there plans to see other people, or now as we're getting closer to a time where you know, you're know you going to have a chance to see everybody in person here in Minnesota, is it more calling or reaching out or, or texting or communicating, uh, you know, maybe from a distance as opposed to, to knocking on the door?
0: Well, there's a lot of time um, spent on the phone in the offseason when everyone goes home, but there's still a lot of, uh, a lot of conversations and a lot of prep um, that we're doing right now, um, spending time talking with the staff and talking with um, everyone about spring training and kind of lining everything up. Uh, there will be a lot of new faces. There will be a lot of new ideas, and just getting those processed, and in line before we go to camp, I think is the most important thing. Uh, like we said, up in Minnesota, Fan uh, Fan Fest, Twins Fest, um, the caravans are, are a good opportunity to get a little face-to-face time with everyone. You know, ha- have some conversations that maybe aren't even baseball-related. But uh, I think that'll be the time to to get that done. And then, truthfully, right around the corner, we're getting going.
1: Now, I think you do need to work it in next year, maybe to visit Scope and Curacao. You might want to get that on your docket. I think that. If you're going to go visit somebody, that might be a good place to start.
0: I hear it's great down there, and it's a really interesting place. I mean, the the guys that, that come from Curacao, they have these tremendous backgrounds and uh, very, very cultured and, and, you know, well-rounded guys. It's a very interesting place. Uh, place that I'd, I'd love to go check out someday
1: all i know is he told me he was looking at the beach when i talked to him and then the next week nelson cruz wound up him and said he's he was at the beach he was actually laying in the sand so uh i think those guys uh, have figured out how to work in the in the off season let's talk about cruz because obviously he's new to the fold since you and i last spoke on the twins hot stove show but he's a guy who can add to a team in, in so many different ways uh, a guy that, that you've probably seen across the diamond for, for many, many years now. And what were your conversations and what was your relationship with Nelson uh, leading up to this uh, agreement that's going to bring you together?
0: Well, I, I have a long history of, w- of watching Nelson and watching Nelson, uh, you know, you watch him and you think, well, this guy's just a tremendous hitter. But what you, what you realize is the more time you watch him and now talking to him and spending time with him, he brings, a ton to the table that isn't necessarily just slotting him into the lineup in a certain place and watching him hit. Uh, He's a, he's a tremendous teammate. He's a tremendous person uh, to have in the clubhouse guys relate to him very well. They flock to him. There were multiple players uh, that were actively essentially recruiting him uh, in addition to to myself and, and Thad and Derek and uh, you know, some of the staff, I mean, these, these players were, really excited about the opportunity about bringing him in. And I think this is something that's not just going to help us. Like I said, you know, on the field offensively, this is something where he's going to have a great effect on our clubhouse and on these guys individually.
1: And also, uh, obviously, Crone has been added. uh, CJ, a first baseman, he can swing it from the D8 spot, Jonathan Scope. So you guys have filled in some of those spots. We spoke with Thad last week, uh, eyeballing the relief market, some things in the works there, hopefully some announcements uh, forthcoming in terms of that. Getting away from free agency, though, which is where I think fans like to focus a lot of their time, what does your checklist look like now? in mid-January, as you are working towards your first season? Because obviously everything is very well planned. You've got uh, a lot to get accomplished. You've got a a means and a structure by which you want to accomplish those things. Is it a checklist-type situation right now for you, or is it a hurry-up-and-wait-type situation?
0: Well, I mean, it's a little bit of both, because you're obviously anticipating getting down to Fort Myers and getting going. But there are certainly a lot of particulars that you run through. And some of them are big-picture discussions. Uh, Some of them are very, very small details that we kind of have to line up before we get going. Um, Some of it is spring training-related. Like I said, actually putting your schedule together, that's not a very easy thing. And and Derek Shelton has been phenomenal uh, in a lot of ways. But in this regard, he has organized – pun that relates to spring training and it's a very complicated situation that um you know he's going to make it look relatively simple but it is not simple at all so uh, getting everyone on staff not just on board and but but actually kind of in tune with different ideas and what we're trying to accomplish um that takes time and that takes conversations and and effort from a lot of different people um but it's it's getting those ideas and letting it be known what we want to accomplish in things that are important to us as an organization and then communicating it to the players not just for me but from the entire staff um, those are the types of things where it sounds a little uh sounds a little vague and kind of big picture ideas but when you actually sit down with the players and start talking about these things these are the things that kind of uh, you know, you stack on top of each other to build whatever it is you're building.
1: Yeah, groundwork certainly being laid for what's going to be a really exciting time, not only when everybody gets here for Twins Fest in a couple of weeks, but on into the spring and, and into spring training. Last question for you, Rocco, before we let you go. Has there been anything along the way that has surprised you, that maybe you weren't quite expecting that is part and parcel of this new role that you now have, that that you didn't even realize throughout maybe even the interview process was going to be something you'd have to deal with?
0: Let's see. Uh, things that we probably were not expecting. Well, I mean, truthfully, no, because, you, you know, I had great coming into this uh, this winter um, in my mind. I, I have great respect for what it takes to, you know, do the do this this job and to work with an entire group of of people. And and so, I mean, my expectations were, you um, that myself and, and a lot of other people were going to, you know, essentially dedicate the off season where, you know, normally in the off season you, you, you get some personal time and you go home um, and, you know, you, you focus on yourself a little bit. And, and truthfully, that's, that's not what this off season was about for me and, and, and the staff, the, this off season was about uh, coming into a new place, learning as much as you can about a number of different people uh, communicating, with as many people and, and having as meaningful conversations as you can getting to know people who you, who you haven't really known before. I mean, all of these things, you know, they're not necessarily baseball related, but they're what we're going to be building off of as we go forward. I mean, it's, this is about the people, the players, you know, the guys that you work with and show up with every day. Those are the important things. And those are the conversations that matter whether they're baseball related or not. So you know, I knew that that would be a big part of the offseason, but it grew into basically the entire offseason, and truthfully, I don't think there's any other way to do it.
1: Well said. Very well said, Rocco. I will see you on a frozen lake here in a couple of weeks, and we'll uh, continue the conversation <laughs> then. Until then, enjoy your time uh, back home, uh, and we appreciate uh, having you on here today. Look forward to seeing you up here in Minnesota. Thanks, you too. All right, Rocco Baldelli, Twins manager, kicking off this edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Killabrew Root Beer. We've got much more to come, including Taylor Rogers, who joins us from the Mile High City of Denver, coming up next on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killabrew Root Beer. Our thanks to Rocco Baldelli joining us in segment one, and all of you joining us across the network via Facebook Live, and, of course, all of you podcasting uh, this conversation, this weekly conversation as well. want to start uh, here uh, by by handing out a prize package. It's another prize package from our friends at Killebrew Root Beer. Uh, and it's going to show up on the front step of Upton Bell, longtime listener, uh, who was the winner of our What's Brewing contest last week. And here's how it works. We throw out a broad-based question. We want to get you thinking. You have a full week to think about it. You can tweet us your answer. It's at Twins Radio. Hashtag Twins Radio, and then we sort through them, and we read them all, and then we uh, pick the one we like, and we send you a whole bunch of killer root beer. And Upton Bell was the winner. Our question for those who forget last week, a bunch of great young talent on the Minnesota Twins. If you're in charge, who are you offering and signing to a long-term extension? A lot of different uh, names were thrown about, but Upton had a very well-thought-out one. Upton went with... Jose Barrios, he said, I tend towards Eddie Rosario. He was the team's MVP a year ago, but pitching, frontline pitching, so hard to find. You have to grow your own. He cited the depth in the Twins minor league system in the outfield, and he went with Jose Barrios. And now Upton Bell can toast himself and his friends with some Killebrew Root Beer as he is our What's Brewing winner. If you want a bunch of Killebrew Root Beer to show up on your front step, well, play this week. We're going to give you a week to think about this question as we prepare to talk to one of the stalwarts of the Twins' bullpen. And as uh, closers starting to go off the board around Major League Baseball in the free agency market, who closes games for the 2019 Twins? Is that person currently on the roster? Are they not currently on the roster? There's certainly a ton of candidates. A lot of guys who've already done it. Uh, will it be uh, Trevor Hildenberger? Will it be tra- Trevor May? Uh, will it be uh, a guy who's not even on the roster as of yet? Who knows? Uh, but that is our question. Who closes games for the 2019 Twins? If you have a thought, at Twins Radio hashtag twins radio it's what's brewing brought to you by killer root beer and you can win a crate of killer root beer that will be showing up on your front porch you've got a week to think about that in the meantime maybe the guy we're about to hear from will be the one getting the final outs he was awfully good at it last year
0: and here's the pitch he got him strike three swinging on a curveball so rogers delivers again another scoreless inning
1: that is the voice of cory provis he's talking about taylor rogers who joins us now from his home in colorado and taylor assuming you haven't given up a run yet in the off-season, that streak remains intact boy what a great strong finish for you in 2018 you're not a guy who's going to waste a lot of time uh reflecting or, or over analyzing things but have you had a chance to sit back and think about what you accomplished this last year
2: a little bit now, you know. It, it kind of set in uh, once that off season, you know, kind of got going. But uh, like you say, uh, next year's a new season, and, and you get new stats, and hopefully, uh, just try to ride that wave. And you know how baseball works; it's around ball and around bat, so uh, you never know what can happen.
1: So much of your success, you credited to working that slider, it, and and you you threw it for the first time in a big league game, which still boggles my mind. I think it was against the Reds. Uh, where you break out a slider, and it just changed how hitters had to deal with you. You've had more time now to kind of think about how you're going to use it, to, to tinker with it a little bit. Will you continue to augment your repertoire, uh, or are you going to keep uh, running out the, the, the three-pitch mix that you've got now?
2: Yeah, I think uh, I'll stick with that three-pitch mix. Uh, definitely, uh, I'm excited to kind of start the offseason and spring training with that slider and hopefully – make it better than it was, um, you know, it's still new to me. So I was still tinkering with some things, but I certainly uh, enjoyed the, the success it gave me and, and the results. So I'm uh, pretty excited about it. I like nope. say I, I got to give uh, Eddie Gordato a lot of credit for uh, working with me on that. A lot of early days out there before the ball game and working on it. So he, he uh, definitely, Need some credit there.
1: Well, you mentioned Eddie and, of course, a Twins Hall of Famer, and he's always going to have a special place in Twins fans' hearts. No longer a member of this coaching staff, though. You've got a new manager. You've got a new pitching coach. Uh, Jeremy Hefner moves into that role that Eddie had a, a year ago. Hef is a guy that I know you had a strong relationship with. But what has it been like as a player from afar watching these changes go through? And what has your communication been with Rocco Baldelli and with Wes? so uh Wes
2: has called a couple times and and he's been uh pretty upfront with with uh his style and he just said basically he's here for any type of questions uh from this point till spring training and then we'll be able to work closer um same with rocco he just called and said here's my phone number if you ever need anything uh you can give me a call and i I said the same thing which was good so uh i think spring training will be a, a nice thing and we'll get to know each other better for hefner uh you know, I got a nickname for him. I call him The Weapon. Uh, he, he was quoted in some article or something early on in 2017 as, as the twin secret weapon from the clubhouse. And uh, <laughs> so I uh, coined him as The Weapon. He's not a candidate Hopefully it catches off.
1: Are you going to make fun of The Weapon when he trots out in a full uni for the first day of spring training?
2: 100%, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, for, as, as fans, they watch regime changes, right? And they say, oh, Rocco Baldelli, and, and they can sit back and, and pick and choose what they think and how they feel about it. But as players, it's such a different relationship because you're essentially powerless. And yet, this these choices have so much of an impact on on your life. What's that like? Do, do you and your teammates talk amongst yourselves as that process was unfolding? And what's it like to watch it from a player's perch?
2: Yeah, it's a little different, you know. When when it came out that the Twins were searching for a new manager, you know, you just kind of sit and wait and see who it is because you ultimately have no control over it. Um, and and I just trust that Derek and Thad uh, made a made a good decision. And and all things, you know, up to this point have, have pointed to that. So uh, I just trust that they made the right decision. And I think uh, I think Rocco will be a nice fit.
1: Speaking of of watching as as a player, as decisions are made. The signing of Nelson Cruz, being a guy wearing your jersey as opposed to a guy you're called in in the eighth inning to pitch to with runners on base, that had to make you smile.
2: Absolutely, uh, you know Duffy's got a little history with him. I don't know if you know about that. <laughs> oh, I know. But, uh, we are definitely excited to not have to face him anymore.
1: How so were, that were that the texts flying one. back and forth with with Duffy when that signing happened?
2: Well, they were. They were. I think uh, I think he's the most excited person on the planet that he's on our team and. It happened on Duffy's birthday, so that was even a better whammy for him.
1: <laughs> Is there a way we can arrange for Tyler to be the first guy to throw to Nelson on the first day of live BP?
2: There has to be a way to arrange that. I'll have to talk to Derek Sheldon. I think he does all the, the uh, stuff for spring training and I think uh, he slips... Slip a couple uh, greenbacks his way, and, and maybe get that set up.
1: I think Chelty could be down for that. I think he might. I think he, may, he might be up for uh, for something like that. Maybe the weapon can get involved. We get the weapon involved as well. Hey, when you talk about Cruz, where does he rank for you amongst the the, the, the right-handed sluggers that, that you are called upon to face? Is he one of the, the tougher tougher outs amongst uh, the crew of uh, of powerful right-handed bats around the league for you?
2: Oh, certainly, certainly, and you know, just just his. Kind of aura in the dugout. You know he's lingering back there. You know when his place is coming up in the lineup. So uh, you know that power threat is always there. So he's certainly something in the back of pitchers' minds. And then hopefully the guys that hit around him, you know, will get some better pitches to hit as well. There's always that. So uh, if you back him up with Sano and. And Kepler and Rosie, that, I think that just makes those guys that much better as well.
1: We're talking with Taylor Rogers. We're going to take a break on the Twins Hot Stove Show. When we come back, it's three cuts for Taylor. We're going to get his thoughts on a couple of other topics off the diamond for the Minnesota Twins. That's coming up on the Twins Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Kiliber Root Beer, on your home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury welcoming you back to our network headquarters here at Target Field. Target Field quiet now, going to be awfully busy here in a couple of weeks as Twins Fest will be coming to Target Field. The Twins Winter Caravan is going out in a couple of weeks. I'll be heading out with Eddie Rosario, Jose Barrios, Rocco Baldelli, who is our first guest tonight. And also, I'll be in Duluth with our current guest, Taylor Rogers. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. A lot of news in and around Twins territory. Uh, Joe Maurer bobbleheads in the news, Juniper Bushes on the batter's eye in the news but we're talking about the really important stuff with taylor rogers who joins us from his home in colorado it's three cuts taylor i'm gonna ask you three really really hard questions and i'm gonna start with one near and dear to your heart are you ready
2: i'm ready let's do it
1: all right taylor rogers is named the general manager of his beloved denver broncos he still gets to keep his front row seats my question to you general manager rogers who is the new head coach of the denver broncos
2: well, you know what? I just got a ding on my phone this morning, and it's uh, that Bears defensive coordinator is who they just hired.
1: Now, is that so who you is that Cavs who you would have gone with? Bag. Were you going to go with that?
2: Well, you know, I guess uh, all reports lead to Gary Kubiak as the offensive coordinator, and I know that makes a lot of Denver fans happy. He's uh, had a lot of success in uh, in the Denver coaching realm, so uh, you got to make your fans happy when you're the GM.
1: All right, well, you're one of their fans uh, as well, so as you, if you're happy, they're happy. you got a Super Bowl prediction for us, even though you're, uh, your Broncos aren't in it. <laughs>
2: you know what? It, it's hard to uh, go against Tom Brady, but uh, we're going to go with uh, the Chiefs. Uh, Twins fans will enjoy the Pat Mahomes the pick.
1: Well, the Troy Hawkins will like that, and you'll probably get 20 texts from Ryan O'Rourke about why you're wrong in the next uh, 10 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and, Certainly. All right, number two. You are a foosball enthusiast, something of a foosball expert, one might say. You and your brother are a bit of a uh, tandem there uh, and are known to uh, play some some pretty serious foosball. So the the big question when it comes to that particular game, spin or no spin?
2: No spin, no spin, especially if if, uh, you're playing for some money or or high-quality competition, no spinning at all.
1: So if somebody wants to spin, you you know they're an amateur. Is that what you're telling me?
2: Yeah, yeah. Spinning is for the JV league. Uh, no spinnings for the varsity. All right. Well, and, you are uh,
1: purely varsity material. All right. So, <laughs> but uh,
2: funny story about that is uh, I was playing my brother, and uh, we have a hole in the drywall, a uh, foosball hole about the size of a golf ball, in the drywall. We got to patch that up, and then uh, we broke a light as well. So it gets a little rowdy.
1: You broke a light with with yeah. the foosball, or yeah. was, was there something yeah. else involved?
2: So, well, there's a uh, there's a rule we have, we kind of just made it up. Sometimes the ball will, will uh, get hit out of the table. It'll, it'll get hit up in the air and leave the table. And uh, if you hacky sack it back in, you're on the power play. So you get two goals. Um, so one of us was trying to hacky, and it went up and busted the light. <laughs>
1: Oh, if there was only video, if only there was video of that, that is that is a tough question and answer to follow. But if there's one person I can bring up that could potentially allow us to follow up that fantastic storyteller, it's our final cut. I know you saw it. Willens Ostadio hit a home run off Jelis Guerra the other night. And oh, did he celebrate? He was on his knee in the batter's box, contemplating it with his hand resting on the barrel of the bat. He did a little. Cha-cha-cha around the bases. Your thoughts and grade on his celebration uh, as a teammate, as a fan, and potentially as a pitcher?
2: Okay. Well, as a teammate and as a fan, I believe that is an A+. plus. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. As a pitcher from the opposing team, may not like it so much, but when he is your teammate, he is my teammate, uh, big fan. William Zostadio is uh, one-of-a-kind human being. You know, he uh, he's a social media star as well. Wonder you think he gets any kickback from
1: that? Uh, he should. He should figure out how. Man, he is a viral sensation.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, he's one of a kind. Remember when he was running the bases against the Yankees, doing it from first to home. And the the ball hair. And the gap? Uh, you just you just can't teach
1: that. Yeah. You, know, great, you can't teach a lot of the things that that he does. Is there a pitcher uh, correlation? Like, what would be like the the pitcher's version of that? If you struck a guy out and like struck a pose, or like what would you have to do?
2: Well, you have to, uh, well, you know, a lot of guys uh, try to get me to do the uh, discount double check, the Rogers discount double check move. <laughs> um,
1: you don't think you're going to do that? <laughs> do you have to explain that he spells it wrong?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That would be tough to pull out. Uh, you definitely uh, need to be throwing a lot harder than, I think, 94 to uh, pull that off. But I, think, I
1: think I think you should think? change into loafers and put on a, a, a sweater like Mr. Rogers, and then walk off the mound.
2: There you go. There you go. I, you know, and sell some insurance on the side.
1: <laughs> it's all coming together for Taylor Rogers. Taylor, great job with Three Cuts. It's always wonderful to catch up with you. I look forward to seeing you on the bus to Duluth here in a couple of weeks.
2: I'll see you in Duluth,
1: Chris. All, all right. No more hacky sagging. Keep yourself in one piece. All right.
2: <laughs> okay. Sounds good. That's
1: Taylor Rogers. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show, another great addition. Our thanks to Rocco Baldelli and Taylor Rogers. We'll see you next week right here on your home for Twins Baseball.